The text for our sermon this morning comes from, specifically, from Romans 7, from our epistle reading. Uh, in particular, these, these couple of verses, and I'm going to skip around a little bit uh, in reading this. So verse 7, St. Paul says, What then shall we say, that the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. And then if you flip the page to verse 13, St. Paul then, uh, in building on that, says, about the law of God. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good in order that sin might be shown to be sin. God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Also, uh, remember the collect for today. It sets the tone for the Sunday. And you see there in the collect on page six, Almighty God, by the working of your Holy Spirit, grant that we may gladly hear your word proclaimed among us and follow its directing. Today we remember that the law of God is good and that it directs us to find our comfort in Jesus alone. What shall we say? That the law is sin by no means. A fixture in most homes, but especially in doctor's offices and gyms across the world, is our good old friend, the bathroom scale, the dreaded truth teller. Just on the look of your faces, I know I'm treading on thin ice. But the bathroom scale, it's everywhere. Rarely does he have good news to share. But when there is good news, it doesn't last very long. The moment you get on the scale and perhaps you hit that magic number, you get off, where does it go? But right back to zero. All the hard work you've done to get to that good number, you step off and back to zero, it goes. Well, unless you've cheated, right? You remember that little knob on the scale? You can turn it all the way to the left and it goes to negative 20 to start off. We've all done it before. Today we contemplate how the law of God is like a scale. Perhaps, maybe, it's best not to just step on the scale. No one needs that kind of negativity in their lives. Just throw it out. Don't contemplate it. Or in our house, we have one of those electronic scales, and I just, when the batteries run out, I just don't change them. I'll show him who's boss. Today, St. Paul asks us to contemplate the law of God as a scale. About the divine truth teller of God's word. What shall we say then? Is the scale sinful? Is the word of God which shows us our sin, which weighs us, which rarely has good news, is the law of God sinful? By no means, St. Paul says, for without the scale of God, without the law, we would not know we were transgressing against God's law. Without a bat, without a scale, we would have no idea if we needed to lose weight or gain weight. 
And that's what we consider today, that the law of God is good. It is necessary, but it needs to be used as God intends. Just like you wouldn't use your scale to help you get healthier, you wouldn't eat your scale, you wouldn't carry your scale with you, you wouldn't obsess over the scale just thinking about it to help you get healthier. No, there is a solution. And the solution for us as we measure ourselves according to God's law is Jesus. He's the antidote, and he never lets you down. So let's say the doctor's checking your health. You step on the scale, and he says, well, you need to gain a few pounds. The scale says you're underweight. Not a reasonable weight for your body type nor your health history. The doctor analyzes us, gives us an answer. What if he were to stop there? Offer no solution, but just tell you to stay on the scale and hopefully things get better. Well, that wouldn't work out so well. Today, St. Paul teaches us to use the law of God rightly, to use the law of God as God intends. Not to throw out God's law. Not to think that God's law is just bad news and I don't need it. But today we consider and rejoice that in God's word we have the law and the solution to every accusation of God's divine law, Jesus. So first, God's law, like a scale, shows us our sin. God's law shows us something we may not always pay attention to. Many times we're feeling just fine, life is going well, and we step on the scale and we say, whoa, where did that come from? Maybe ice cream every day was a mistake. You didn't know you'd gained a few pounds, but the scale reveals not all is well. St. Paul today in our reading, he says the same thing with God's law. He says, if you neglect God's law, if you do not listen to God's law, sin can sneak up on you. St. Paul even says this for himself. St. Paul says, I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not told me, thou shalt not covet. Now we have in our hearts a general idea of right and wrong. God's law is written in our hearts, the scripture says. But there are some aspects of God's law that we have to be taught. We have to be taught from outside ourselves. Paul says that coveting is one of those sins. The ninth and tenth commandments. You shall not covet your neighbor's house or possessions, and you shall not covet your neighbor's spouse, nor workers, nor family. Let's say we were walking down the street and we asked ask them, is it a sin to want something? Most people would probably say no, and they would be right. However, when we stand on the scale of God's law, there's a little more involved in that question. Just like if your doctor asks you, well, are you eating well? 
Well, that's pretty easy to answer. Yeah, doc, I'm eating well. I have a vegetable for every meal. But a little more probing, and the doctor asks, well, what about that meal? How often? What is it? And you say, well, I only eat half a carrot for one meal a day. The doctor asks more probing questions to find the problem. So too with God's diagnosis with your heart. It's not just, is it sinful to want something? No, God's law takes it deeper, and God says, do you want something that I have not given to you and belongs to someone else? Now, just on the surface, we might call that jealousy or greed. Your neighbor's house, his cars, her job, their spouse, their business, their family, their children. God says, even to desire that which is not yours and belongs to another is coveting. Yes, desiring something that God has not given you is a sin. Well, the world would answer back, well, I can look as long as I don't touch. God's law searches the heart and knows where coveting leads. When you consume yourself with looking at something that you want, when you spend your time dreaming about having your neighbor's house, his possessions, what begins to happen? Planning and scheming on how to get your neighbor's possessions? Or more likely what happens is you begin to become dissatisfied with what God has given you. It's, is that the fault of God's law that says, thou shalt not covet? Can we turn around and, and say the law is bad, the scale? You are bad scale for telling me I'm unhealthy? No. Because as you covet, what happens is you pretty soon begin to despise your job. You begin to despise your house, your family your spouse, your station in life that God has given you. Your thoughts can consume you if you don't step on the scale of God's law and confess that you've coveted. Yes, sin begins in the thought. And the ninth and 10th commandments attempt to cut it off for you right there. Now, some perhaps think they can deal with their coveting by just not stepping on the scale. They want to shut God's word up. They want to shut God up. They don't want to hear it. Throw the scale out the window. Don't step on it. Don't change the batteries. No news is good news. But that's a lie. If you had an illness that could be treated, wouldn't you want the doctor to tell you? If you were kind of feeling unsatisfied with life. If there was a little darkness in your life and you just couldn't nail it down. If you kind of feel like you're always just in the dumps and life isn't that great, wouldn't you want God's 
Wouldn't you want to step on God's scale for him to inform you? Wouldn't you want the all-encompassing, all-knowing law of God to search you like a doctor examines you and finds the problem? But you see, our world, in particular now, our world is built on coveting. Or I guess I should say social media, television, news, radio, it's all built on coveting. YouTubers, influencers, lifestyles of the rich and famous, home remodeling shows, reminding you how little you have compared to these other people. Look at them, they're always smiling. Yes, getting likes, Follow me for more tips on how your life can be just as great as mine. But if you're disappointed with your life and just can't shake what seems to be the blues, try stepping on God's scale. Try diving into the Word of God. And in our day and age, that scale is probably going to read back Numbers 9 and 10 the ninth and 10th commandments. The solution's not to cheat the scale, although we may be tempted to. Jesus said not one dot, not one iota of his law will disappear. We can't get around the truth teller of God's word by adjusting the scale to start at negative 20. The solution is not to then just avoid the scale. Jesus said, if you are my disciples, you will abide in my word. The solution is not to indulge in coveting. The solution is not to keep thinking about how great everyone else's life is. The solution is not to watch more social media. Don't thank God for the life he has given you. How about that? Don't thank God for your family. Don't thank God for your job, your spouse, or even your singleness. Don't thank God for anything. No, that will not help. The wages of sin is death. What's the answer then? Is this eternal scale there just left spinning and spinning and spinning, putting us on a treadmill that, that, doesn't, lead, that doesn't lead to joy? No, God's law is meant to show us and bring us to Jesus. Because St. Paul says, is this scale bad? Is the law sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. Paul says the law of God is a good scale because it shows us our need for a savior, for someone who can step on the scale for us, for one who can show us a pleasant and God-pleasing way to live, a life that has joy as its source, not bitterness and resentment. And that's the Holy Spirit's point. The law is there to show us our sin like a scale. It's good. It's a tool. It's from God. The law leaves you no place to build on your pride. The law is meant to guide you to the one who fulfills the law. All of God's demands fulfilled in Jesus. 
Because you see, before God, Jesus steps on the scale of God's law on your behalf. Jesus, by living perfect and giving his life on the cross, was judged by God and judged perfect. For he was raised from the dead. Our sins could not hold him. He died for all your sins, all your mistakes, even the ones you don't know about, even those ones that the devil might bring up in a few years on your deathbed. Jesus steps on the scale of God's law and it says perfect. You see, because God's law will even sometimes show us sin we didn't even know that we had. But the forgiveness and perfection of Jesus even covers those. How much did Jesus weigh when he stepped on the cosmic scale of God's justice? He's carrying the weight of the sins of the world. He was pretty heavy. All your coveting your desire to be like others, your dissatisfaction with the life that God has given you. And yeah, you've probably made some pretty bad decisions in your life. Some might even say life-altering. But even those are forgiven by Christ. For Christ, he, he never coveted after another bride. He has you, his church. He loves you and he loves his church, his glorious bride. He would never look to another. Jesus, content with what his father gives him in the promise of his words, even when he was hungry in the wilderness, Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but every word of the father. Jesus never broke the ninth and 10th commandment because he loves you. So what is the diet then that he gives us? With our righteousness before God, what do we feed on? We feed on Jesus. The very, even, even the very body and blood of Jesus, he gives to us to eat and drink for the forgiveness of our sins. And he lives in us. And when you have Jesus The law is fulfilled, every dot. Jesus says, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Yes, our sins, they can weigh us down. So much so that they can only be carried by God himself. And on the cross, he carried them to death so that they have no claim on you. Isaiah, even in the Old Testament, writes, He himself carried our sins and his body on the tree, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Even better, Christ now says to you here, Step on the scale with me, and with Jesus you're perfect. By faith in Christ, you are perfect before God because your heavy sins, your dark sins, your burdensome sins that seem so heavy, it's not because God's law demands perfection, but so often it's because we love our sins. But God in Christ Jesus has freed you from that heaviness. So don't be afraid to step on the scale. You will find God's law and his demands are worth knowing. 
and knowing well. Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. People can't see into our hearts. They can't see and know what our doctor tells us about our health. But they do see us and that we're out exercising, being well-groomed. And they might ask, well, what, what do you do to work out? What is your diet? Well, we too Christians should consider that for our faith. People can't see into your hearts, but we should consider our outward lives to bring glory to God. So that when people do ask, why is it that you are so joyful? You can tell them about Christ. A diet plan that always works. You don't gain it back. It's easy because the Son of God has fulfilled all of God's law. And he has nothing for you but forgiveness and instruction. And then you can speak of the joy of God's law, a scale that never lies, but most especially the freedom of knowing that in Christ we are perfect. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.